What's going on, Thought Chasers? Welcome back to another episode of More Thoughts Unfiltered. I'm your boy, Davion, and of course, you know I got Leilani in the house. But today, we got an amazing entrepreneur, Nevada's very own, full-time Tony. I call him Nevada's very own because he's repping Northern and Southern Nevada. This gentleman has been killing the game when it comes to the cannabis and the business industry in general. He has culture and cannabis, culture and food, smoke and fire, and one of the original founders of reno as fuck how you doing full-time tony i am great man what a what a fantastic intro thank you so <laughs> much honestly like i wish i need to get better at my intros on my podcast that, that one was so good man you, you you've been practicing we pre-recorded that you know yeah. so i find it best sometimes and we were doing that for a while pre-recording the intros mm -hmm. because when you always get somebody in front it's a little bit more nervous and then you fuck up like oh i said that completely wrong so it, it took a few times it no, took a few that times was, that was phenomenal thank you so much thank you so much for having me on the podcast i'm really happy to be here oh thank man you. thank you for being here you know it's been a long time coming just to give you guys a little bit of background of how we all kind of know each other um, we all came from the, or me and my wife were in the cannabis industry, and that's where we came upon full-time Tony. Actually, during the time, I was a system manager. The wife was a GM. Yes. And during the time we met Tony, he was having many jobs, but this one particular job was Harmonious CBD. Yeah. At yes. The, at the time, I was repping Harmonious CBD very hard, which I'm still, um, you know, massive fan of that brand. It's just, you know, you, you grow in right. different directions, but um, huge supporter of Brandon, um, the Harmonious CBD team. They have some, some of the best CBD on the market, I believe, full spectrum. Um, product. So yeah, it was so great meeting you guys. And you guys were so nice to me Aww, too when you. I was first coming down to this Las Vegas market and really getting my, my you know, get my feet wet. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Like that you were able to make that transaction from Reno to Vegas and do it fully running because I didn't notice anything. Like I, ever since I've met you, I knew you were a businessman. Like you're always oh here, 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 doing this, doing this, which is awesome. Got to keep, got to keep busy. Yeah. But before we dive into the conversation, I want to say congratulations on the Bills. Thank I know you. you guys didn't win, didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but it's still deserving of a congratulations because you guys accomplished something big that most teams, especially my team, can accomplish in the past, <laughs> what, 15 years? <laughs> yeah, no, man, it was um, something pretty incredible. And it's like, uh, you know, it, you, the energy that you get from your team yeah. going far and being good is it's something unmatched. And so um, I made a post not too long ago that I was talking about you know, sports at the end of the day, it's just, it's just spectator sport, right? It's a way for people to be entertained and make money for these companies, right? But at the, at the same time, it's a lot deeper than just that. Um, I feel like a lot of people uh, uh, shit on sports in that sense, right? Because they believe like, you know, it's this like the, the our barbaric culture. And it's like, well, especially football too, yeah. but it's just, you know, um, the support that you get from it, the um, sense of togetherness um, that you get from it is so cool. And it's just, um, it's really dope, especially when, when your family's really involved, yes. right? Yes. All my family's from upstate New York. So um, they've been Bills fans for a very long time. They were fans when they were good, when they were bad. Um, Shows so, their commitment. Yeah, and so I got birthed into it. I was actually born <laughs> in Las Vegas. So second team is the Raiders <laughs> now, just because nice. due to the fact that they are the Las Vegas Raiders. But, um, but yeah, man, just really excited for the future for the Buffalo 
Bills. That's super dope. Because your grandfather was a big Bills fan, massive. a Syracuse fan in he, general, yeah, right? So, yeah, he was born and uh, born and raised in Syracuse, massive Syracuse basketball fan. Basketball was really his main sport, but okay. foot, when it came to football, Buffalo Bills were, were still got to rep it. Still got to rep it. Yeah, he. I mean, he's been you know going to till, tailgates since the seventies, and um, that's so awesome. Yeah, and so it was just cool. And he he actually passed away this year, so it was just interesting because me and him. That's what we bonded over was sports. Mm -hmm. um, he moved to Las Vegas when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old, and I was heavily playing baseball and football. And he was just someone that was consistently taking me to practice, ensuring that I was there on time, always made sure I had the right stuff when I went. So. Um, me so and you played a huge role in your life. Yeah. Then. Oh no, massive role, yeah, massive yeah. role. He lived with me for um, from like the age of like maybe it was even earlier, probably from like the age of like ten to about thirteen or fourteen years old when I was like you know in that super super developmental sports yeah. age, mm -hmm. right? Where that's where either you're gonna find out if you're gonna be able to play high school sports and potentially college sports. So um, that's he super dope. He, I mean, he taught me how to swing a bat. He taught me really you know how to really play baseball, which was really cool. Um, and he was just so supportive with anything I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, it was a really cool experience. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, you know, it, you know, usually I would call him after <laughs> Syracuse basketball games or football games, uh, Bill's games. And he just, he'd just be like, ah, Jesus Christ, they suck <laughs> this year. The goddamn refs are, you know, fucking us. And, I think um, I saw that. You yeah. said no matter if they win, he still is going to criticize them in some form or fashion. He, he was a realist, um, to the certain extent, you know, um, he, you know, he said it how it was. He didn't, he didn't hold back for me. He, you know, he would tell me if I, my, my swing sucked or anything of that nature. Um, he was, he was never hard on me and i that you know i i i uh, i should like rephrase that but he was never hard on me he was just a very real about it and he you know he put it in a sense that was easy to digest okay that's yeah. super good i think that's a big thing nowadays is showing that support because a lot of people you know you have those figures in your life and they're not as encouraging so to have someone like that mostly old school people too i noticed <laughs> yes. that it's a lot of old school people because the newer age people are like oh you it's know different. yeah it's definitely different but my condolences to you and your thank family you. yeah, thank but you. it's super awesome to be able to you know you think back and it's still like vivid you know so that's awesome to have those memories i know for like my family it's the redskins so i i kind of and it's funny the story behind that i thought that they'd always been fans like since they were young but they had said one year i guess a school thing they had said um pick a team and one of the teams was the redskins and all my uncles ended up just deciding on that team and then since so all my cousins and stuff are super like love tailgating going to the football games and all that so it's super awesome i understand where you're coming from it's not just you know the money and watching someone play it's the traditions that you bring with it a hundred percent yeah it's like um so one thing that he used to do was you know i put on my post he used to love doing like um clam bakes is what he called it and such just a clam boil where he just okay. like <laughs> and he just you know boil clams for the game he just loves seafood so he <laughs> would just so cool. and it's he would an always, east coast thing I it, think, it's huh? such an east coast thing and he was <laughs> such like you know the idea of like standing behind the grill and like really owning the grill he used to love doing that because he wasn't he was a man of few words um, but whatever he had to say was pretty funny too. Make sure you get his point across very yeah, clear. Uh, but all the time, all the time. And so it's just interesting too, because like, um, the view that my, that my dad has on him is different from you know, my view. Right. And I think right. it's just always, you know, that's, it's always going to be different. I, you know, and you know, to that, to that, I have, I, I look up to my parents so highly. I put them, not that I put them on a pedal school, but they just did a fantastic job with like raising me in the sense of giving me um, leeway, but not, you know, not letting me go down the wrong direction. So mm -hmm. I, you know, they, and it paid off 
to the you know to a certain extent right you know i'm doing somewhat well for myself my sister's a, a lawyer here in town so oh, yeah nice. so so i you know and I, they made a lot of sacrifices for me and my sister so i just always go back to that family base that's something that's been very important to me and something that will always be very important to me yes. and then the people who i surround myself just because like you know, I, I have uncles who are not necessarily my uncles. I have aunts who are not necessarily my aunts. Yes. But just, yeah. like, the idea of, like, those friends become your family over time, right? And then sometimes, you know, you have you have family that you didn't choose them, but you, you're <laughs> yeah. stuck with them. Trust me. And that's what's so dope about friends is because it's a family that you get to choose, right? Yeah, and that's super know, cool. And the people that stay around. So, like, you know, one of my best friends, Ryan Soupy, has been coming over to my house since the third grade. And, you know, if I'm not, you know, there's sometimes he's in town. When I'm not in town, he still goes over to my house that's and so hang, cool. hangs out, gets dinner with my See, my that's parents. cool that you have friendships like that, that long. Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and say that I have a friendship that ever lasts that long. Like my friendships are all within the matter of a five, six, seven years type of time frame. So it's quite you can go back and remember people who you were brought up with. Yeah. Um, so family obviously plays a huge role in your life because I mean you're in the cannabis industry and they're very supportive of that because you started out in Reno and moved down here to Nevada or Southern Nevada, yeah. Las Vegas to be exact. Did was there a, was there ever any like criticism coming from your family that you were in that industry? Um, so my parents have always been like st stupid supportive of me of like literally anything I wanted That's to awesome. do. And like, you know, when I was growing up, I always wanted to try like a hundred different sports. So like, you know, I was always, I, my, and I don't think my, my parents inherently, I knew that they, they were doing this and I, you know, you don't rec recognize until you get older, but like they always wanted me to stay busy. Cause if you stay busy, that's how you stay out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and so, um, and not that I grew up in like a bad neighborhood. I just grew up in a very diverse neighborhood, right? This area of town Spring Valley is a very diverse area just because, um, a lot of people moved to this area that were just regular middle-class workers on the strip. Um, it was an inexpensive place to live to you know, raise a family. Um, it's very diverse. You know, I, I grew up with people of all different races, sex. Um, I got to literally see everything growing up in my neighborhood. The best of all the worlds. Yeah, best of all the worlds. And then so my parents, my, what my parents did that was like super smart was put me and my sister in private school, which was like, it got, really showed me like, yo, there is two different roles out there and, and there's people living, you know, the Maybachs, private jets, <laughs> and then there's just average motherfuckers who just like go to work every day, clock in, clock out. So um, I think that was a big thing. So going back to your question as far as, <laughs> were they any criticism? No, no criticism at all. I mean, um, even from when I started my first company, Reno as fuck, I, I remember thinking like, you know, what, what are my parents going to think? And like, it, it's not in like, it was like a, like a half a second thought, but like, I've never had to second guess what my parents are going to think. As long as I'm doing something that's productive and it can't, you know, it's not, uh, um, like hurtful to anybody okay. else, mm -hmm. they're always going to be supportive about yeah, it. Right. Super dope. Yeah. Yes. You know, if I wanted to be the best Burger King flipper, <laughs> they would be hyped about that. We're glad you're not though. We're glad yeah. you're I'm, here I'm, in the cannabis industry. I'm, I'm happy that I'm in the cannabis industry as well. As for other, for the rest of my family, I think, um, they probably took the brute, you know, the brunt of that for me. Cause I was living in Reno at the time when I was doing all this crazy shit. And, um, I just, you know, I appreciate that they did that. Cause I'm, I, I know for a fact about my, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, someone had something to say about, you know, Tony's <laughs> up there smoking lots of dope and, you know. Why do you always call it dope? Right? Right? Like, like it's literally crack. Like you're smoking, like, cause I hear dope. And I think back in their days, yeah. like when dope was, I'm like, no, this is marijuana. This is natural. This is not dope. Yeah. This is a plant from the ground that yeah. like, legitimately you throw some seeds down. It grows. Cause it, like, it's called weed for a reason. It's like, grows like weeds. So it's just like, That's um, Cool. So yeah, so it's just just been um, been really supportive from my parents. How did Reno Aspect come along? Because I I was going through it and reading the blogs. I love the blogs, Thank by you. the way, they're awesome. And 
it's such an okay so the specifically i okay let me bring it up before i forget or butcher the name um i was watching the video with brianna yes and what she said is literally like i've thought that you're you're morphing cities into what you want them to be and sometimes there just isn't a niche that you're looking for and you need to create it right then and there because someone else will do it if you don't come along 100 where did that come from because i i love it i i think it's such a it's a culture yeah no it definitely is so um when i first got to school um i i was working so I, i've had like my like trade quote unquote is graphic design so like that's okay. how i got into marketing okay. um high school my sophomore year i took this graphic design class loved it did it all three years of high school so i knew the basics of graphic design so when i got to school um i started doing marketing for the university and then i got a job opening the first uh, this is called big frog it's like a it's called big frog custom t-shirts it's a it's a pretty big chain in the south um and i help i was the first me and this other guy named tyson schroeder were the first two employees of this big frog when they franchise we got hired before it even opened to help them open the place okay and so me and tyson became good friends over that and then you know when you're working at a place such as that like a small retail shop there's always going to be lots of drama customers who are you know uh disgruntled right i mean you understand it right working as yes. a dispensary J- jm you know people are just always mad so one day after like a long a very long day uh we go to his house and i'm 18 at the time or ni- i just turned 19. no i'm 18. it's january 2014 or 2015. january 2014. one of the two one of the two <laughs> and we're sitting in his backyard and he lives on the he used to live on the street called um college which is like right near the university and it's mm-hmm. this big long windy street and it's January, so it's super cold in Reno. The sun goes down a lot lower, so it's about 5.30. And there's the snowed like a couple days before, so there's like snow pushed to the side. So I'm just kind of setting the scene. And we're sitting back there, we're smoking, having a beer, just bullshitting, talking about our dreams, whatever. And in the distance, we hear like the rumbling of like skateboard wheels on the concrete. And we both kind of just like look up. And as this like figure comes closer, we like recognize what it is, and it's this girl and it must be like 30 degrees outside by the way she's wearing a tank top short shorts <laughs> backpack gauges sunglasses cigarette in mouth beats earphones tattooed <laughs> head to toe just shredding on this longboard and she like flies past us and he turns to me and goes man that's reno as fuck <laughs> and i was just like well shit, you know that's that's a company and so from there we really kind of do- dove in and so tyson's been a graphic designer for a long time so he taught me like you know a lot of the things that i know and so um he came up with that logo and it's like as soon as i saw it, i was like man that's it and so what we did was we st- at first we didn't really know what to do with it right we didn't really know what we had made and so well i was just like all right well let's just get it popular um and and at that same time um a lot of kids were getting internships okay a lot of kids and i was in a fraternity so everyone around me is like yo i'm getting an internship here internship here like da 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 and i remember thinking like man that seems ridiculous like to go work for somebody else for free yeah like yeah like if i'm gonna go work for free i'll just work for myself you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. yes. and so i kind of like that realization early on made me like oh like this makes sense and so um we started it, we created a ton of stickers. So like, you know, you, you, just like cannabis, you can't run ads for this, Like, right? You can't mm-hmm. buy ads on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and it's actually more restricted than cannabis because I can't buy radio ads, I can't buy huh. TV ads, any any type of ads, just because the word fuck is involved. Okay. And so- But they say 
bitch on the radio and all this other yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Just the word fuck. That's the only word they don't like, which is so weird to me. <laughs> um, and, um, and so, yeah, so we, so, you know, initially it was like, all right, guerrilla marketing sticker campaign. And that's how we did it. Like started handing out hundreds of thousands of stickers all the time. And I was in the fraternity, which really helped me because I was just handing out stacks of a thousand to all my friends and <laughs> all my friends were super cool and they just handed them out to people. And so before you knew it, you would see all around the university, just stickers slapped everywhere on, uh, and this is when stickers were cool to put on your hydro flask <laughs> yes. and your computer and your notebooks and all that stuff. So everyone was like, oh, I got the white one on my laptop. I got the black one on my hydro flask. <laughs> I got the, you know, I got the special edition one on my, my notebook. And so that just kind of grew over the years. And then my senior year of college, um, uh, a company called Revision, um, which is a brewing company in Reno, reached out to us and said, hey, we would love to do a collaboration deal with you and like license out the brand and do our Reno as fuck beer. And so Whoa. we got that rocking and rolling and that's what really kind of like blew it up to what it is today. Um, unfortunately, Reno as fuck hasn't been, you know, obviously hasn't been a top priority for me just because I've had so much going on. It still lives on. I mean, you could still go buy stuff from the website. We still post like semi-regularly. Um, but I've been talking, you know, we and Tyson have been talking. I saw him not too long ago about, you know, making a strong comeback with it. So stay, awesome. stay tuned for some more stuff from Reno as fuck. But Definitely if, will. Yeah, but if it wasn't for Reno as fuck, I never would be in cannabis. Because okay. without Reno as fuck was like my connection to the city of Reno. Like that's how I got to meet all these dope entrepreneurs. Um, and it was like people, people had recognized like, yo, this, if this kid can make Reno as fuck popular, what else can he make popular? Huh. And so through that, that's how I got involved in cannabis was cause they're like, well, if this guy can market this, he could probably market cannabis. Did you guys get in trouble for all those stickers posting on oh, campus? Dude, I got in so much trouble from everybody. City of <laughs> Reno, Sheriff's <laughs> Department, <laughs> University of the Matter. My email my email box got flooded all the time. Like I remember one time specifically, like the like the the biggest threat like most of them are just like laugh, like haha, whatever, I don't give a shit. But one time, um, a pretty big church like group um that owns this like massive church in downtown reno i guess one of my fraternity brothers must have hopped the wall and just completely <laughs> stickered the shit out of this church oh. and then they contacted me and they were like you know they kind of like wrote me back and all this stuff and in hindsight 2020 it is what it is it's just a fucking sticker pull yeah, it off you can right. pull it off yeah. put some goo gone on yeah. it and yeah. call like it a day. it's like you know at the you know it's like they're worried about the reno's fuck sticker but they're not worried about the guy shooting up meth in front of the, the right. church you know what i'm saying so right. it's just like and and that's reno as fuck just <laughs> <laughs> just in it, right? It's like you have this beautiful Victorian church and then there's the homeless guy doing meth. And it's like, it's unfortunate he's doing meth, but it just is what it is, right? Yeah. And that's the Reno culture because right next to that church is a bar. You know what I'm saying? So it's just so, like, so strange. Yeah, it's just like, the, and that's what Reno is. And so, um, Reno's know, beautiful. Well, it has to go with its, uh, that sign, the biggest little city. So it totally makes sense now because I never understood that sign. But with you explaining like the church and the homeless man and the, beer or the bar right next to it biggest little so it makes sense, it makes well, sense. and it, it's like you know it, it's just like um everyone knows everybody right it's like literally mm. you know I, I wasn't getting away with anything in reno right <laughs> someone was gonna see me doing something so that's why i just had to keep my nose clean but but yeah man reno is a fantastic city I, I'm, I'm going back up there actually um in february 
um, which I'm really happy about. But I just love that city, man. It's so an amazing go- place. I think, you know, we've been there once and we drove up there. Her little sister goes to mm-hmm. UNR, so yeah. she's up there all the time. Shouts out, Wolfpack baby. <laughs> <laughs> My cousins do too. I have family up there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's cool. Like, we consider hearing- moving up there. Yeah, we've I, talked about it. I, it's so expensive right yeah. now. Yeah, I love it so much. And if you guys like, get an opportunity, I would say 100% do it. Yeah. I, I feel, okay, for me, it's like, so close to Cali, and I've been telling him for years, like, nope, I know, I'm see? not moving to Cali. <laughs> I do not want to move to Cali. I told her we got to move to Portland, Reno, Colorado, Wyoming. I like the cold. I like the cold. I like the chill. I grew up in Colorado, so I like to relax. The, 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 and that's why Reno reminded me of Colorado a little it's bit. It's very similar. And I heard you listening to country music when I came in, which yeah. is the country, <laughs> the country culture is there, dude. And I'm like, literally, I, 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 my partners like laugh at me, but I will, as soon as COVID's over, I'm going to throw a country and cannabis concert. Like, dude, I, I, I'm I there. do not give a shit. Like, I, everyone's like, don't do it. Like, when people tell you not to do things, that's the time to you do, do something. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I, like, I'm going to go so hard on it. And people just don't like, you know, the cannabis culture runs deep in country. If you, um, I was listening to this podcast, um, uh, the Gontrepreneur podcast, and I forget who the guy's name was, but he's helped with some pretty big brands um, in California specifically. But he, you know, he he got bigger. Anyways, he ran a, like a, did like a research um, paper. And he said that out of every single genre that's ever existed, country has the most references to cannabis in it which is so I believe it. And, and so do i and and so growing up from being in las vegas and my, all my family's from new york i've always been told like yo don't be fucking listening to no fucking country music like <laughs> that whack-ass shit you know what i'm saying and that's a uh, grown appreciation for it bingo and then when i moved to reno you know we have one of the uh uh america's one of oldest rodeos in town so that country oh, so mm-hmm. country that country cowboy culture is really built deep there and so Really getting to, you know, like understand that culture and like learn it better just because I had all these misconceptions about it, which still exist and they need to be dealt with. But there's a lot of cool ass people and some Fuck great yeah. music, right, in the in the country scene. And people Willie just come, Nelson. I know people just shit on it. Right. And so it's just interesting. So you have, I to, have, you have to, to appreciate it. I have to say I, I've, I've been a hater. I was actually literally just telling Davion because he was pl- playing that song uh, or the country music. And I was telling him I was listening to some Spanish music because lately I've been listening to more Spanish than oh. anything else. And so I was listening to something older and I was just like, this is pretty much country music, but in Spanish. And I wonder if I've never uh, learned to appreciate in English because I it, it was the Spanish that I'm so used to and like and the the there's just so much love and so much depth. Yes, in Spanish, where in English, I feel like what I've listened to, I just can't connect with. But he's played some really good songs for me. And I'm like, okay, I can listen to this. So I think I need to learn the good stuff and to appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, uh, something my daddy saw to me, he's like, there's two types of countries. There's country and country Western. And like, that's always kind of sat with me for some reason. And I never really understood it. But now there's like so many different genres of country within Mm -hmm. country. Right. I mean, you know. Um, people like Taylor Swift, for example, dabbles in it, right? People like okay. Miley Cyrus dabble in country music. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, like, you know, I go think about like Nelly and Tim McGraw uh, doing that. was a shit back that then. Was, like, yo, I still for slap long it. As I, can, I <laughs> yeah. can see over and over again. Yes, bro. <laughs> that yes. was a shit. Yes. And um, like as of late, like a song that I just bump once in a while is the, the, the tequila song. 
What? Uh, fuck. Why am I? I'm trying to think of the. Na- I'm trying to think of like the melody right the now. Tequila song. It's like the, It's like such a popular country song. And when I lived in Oklahoma, I was listening to a lot of country just because inherently Oklahoma has a lot of country music. Um, it's a tequila song. I, I might. It might be called Tequila Sunrise, but it could be wrong. I was just listening to. I mean, it's all a part of. I'm thinking about liquor now. I was thinking about um old Tennessee whiskey. Oh, Tennessee Chris whiskey. Stapleton. Is that maybe it's Tennessee whiskey? Uh, uh, You're as smooth. Yeah, that's <laughs> Tennessee whiskey. That's that yes. one, but there's another one about tequila, and I don't know the name of it. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to get back with you. We we'll definitely uh, be looking forward to yeah. it. But um, ch- kind of changes, shifting gears a little bit here. I saw something pretty inspiring. F- um, from your Instagram. I mean, you're always busy on Instagram, so I always you. see inspri- inspiring things from you on both platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I saw a post you put up the other day telling people how you got your um, name full-time Tony. You yes. mind diving in that for our listeners a little bit? Because I thought it was pretty ins- inspirational yes, how definitely. that came about. Yeah, no, it was, it, it's super interesting. So um, kind of fast forwarding from the Reno as Fuck story. So my senior year of college, um, my fraternity brother and good friend Cole Marcus um, had, it's like, yo, uh, he was from Denver. He has been a medical patient since he was like 17 years old. And he was like, listen, man, you know, this cannabis thing's about to pop. I know you're super interested in cannabis. Because I told him, like, I remember my junior year because he was he was interning for the Texas Cannabis Association because they were trying to go legal at the time. And he did that for like three summers, like this miserable ass, like, internship. And he was like, and I told him, I was like, hey, if there's ever an opportunity to do some cannabis marketing work in reno let me know and he was like cool and i he never forgot because then our senior year he's like listen i want to do a convention and i think reno would be the pl- great place to do it there's already this big one called mj bizcon in las vegas mm-hmm. and there's tons of um, many conventions that get based off this but there's not and there hasn't been one in reno mm-hmm. and you'd be the perfect person to do this with because i can do all the operations you can do all the marketing and make sure yeah. people are there and so it was just a beautiful relationship. And so he he brought me underneath his wing, taught me everything I knew. We did the convention. And at that time, I was still working full time at the custom T-shirt store. So we we do the first one. It goes great. Um, I get a lot of consulting jobs from it. And then but then I I don't know why I did this. I just think I did it for the security. I took this job at this place called Everything Nevada and Everything Nevada was like a um, a Yelp platform um they're owned by swift communications which is like one of the largest communication companies in the world they own like radio stations and newspapers magazines all this different stuff and so they they owned all the big publications up in northern nevada so i was like besides the um besides the reno gazette journal which is owned by um gazette and so they're like yo you know we know you're reno's fuck we know you do this cannabis stuff we would love for you to like you know help head this new department called everything nevada which would be right up my alley which was you know just getting people on the platform and so I did it for the first couple months, and not that the company was bad or the people were bad. I just personally was not passionate about doing it. Okay. It just wasn't like it just didn't make like the idea just didn't really make any sense to me. Like I understood like why a company would want to go on there, but for me personally, it didn't make any sense for me why I would want to sell it. Right. Okay. And so, um, but the paid really well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to be honest with you, I, I was making close to a hundred thousand dollars a year oh, working with this company, you know, with commissions and stuff. So it was just like you know. I, I was on track to make, a, you know, six figures the first time ever. I was just fresh out of college. like, Ooh, shit. High, Perfect. And so it's just like, you know, it was a good gig. But then, you know, I, I just got more and more into it. And I just did. I was like depressed about it. And, you mm-hmm. know, my my girlfriend at the time, um, 
she's not my girlfriend anymore, but thank God for her. She's like, yo, <laughs> like you're fucking depressed. Like she was like, she literally told me that one day, like, yo, you're depressed. And I was like, I'm not depressed. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, no, you're fucking depressed. And I was like, yeah, I am fucking depressed. Like I don't like waking up and what I'm doing every day. And, um, so I kind of had like a coming to God moment about four months into it. And so I called him, I called him. I was like, yo, like this is what's going on, man. I don't know what the fuck to do. And he essentially was like, listen, man, Here's the deal, I, and I don't know really what to tell you, but what I do know is that you like you don't like being part time Tony. You want to be full time <laughs> Tony, and and he said to me on the phone, I was like, full time Tony, you're right, bro. I am fucking full time Tony. Like I want to do me a hundred percent of the time, whatever that is, and that could be anything, right? That could be maybe a nine to five job that I truly love. That could be me starting a new company. That could be doing you know a part time job that I really like with doing something like that. It's just what I want to do, and that wasn't what I wanted to do. And so, legitimately, the next day, wrote my recognition letter and I quit. And so unfortunately, not unfortunately, but they're like, Hey, listen, we need you to kind of stay on for like another three months to like help transition. Just cause I had literally the company had just like their, that sector had just formed. So I like helped you knew everything yeah. about that section yes. more than they did. So yes. they're like, Hey, you can't just leave us high and dry. Yeah. So, so th which was really cool because they were like really understanding, which I really appreciated. So shout out to them, like shout out to shift communications. Um, and then everybody over there that, you know, allowed me to do that transition out and, you know, kind of give me a, in a sense, give me a runway. They were like, hey, okay, well, you got three months to figure out your shit. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, and then I, and then that's when I changed over to full time Tony. And, you know, since then, I've, I've done things that I thought were on brand that weren't on brand. I've worked with companies that didn't really, you know, that I, I've been fucked over, but every day I was happy about what I was doing. And so it's at this point now where I don't even know what day of the week it is majority of the time, right? <laughs> Just because every day is, every day is a work day, yeah. but every day is a day off. I see me. you always grinding. Yeah. You always either, doing something regarding either culture and cannabis, yeah. which we'll dive into shortly, yeah. either, um, well, you said not much as Reno as fuck, but you have the um, full-time- um, Culture is food. Culture is food, and which is amazing. You just launched you. that this year, right? Yes. That, our beginning of, end of last year, you guys launched that, correct? Yeah, beginning of COVID, essentially. Yeah, we launched, we launched COVID, that. man. How you been adapting with COVID? How has that affected you mentally and physically? Um, well, COVID's been interesting, man. It's just been 2020 was a really interesting year for me because it was like, I think my biggest growth year I've ever had to live through. Um, because before before 2020, I was doing a ton of consulting for cannabis brands. And like, as you guys know, the cannabis brand was, cannabis world was exploding at that time. Oh, That's yeah. when people, like, it had kind of taken this weird lull 2018 to 2019, but then it was like 2019 March, it picked up and then it never stopped, like not picking up. Like every month over month, there was just like more and more sales more and more product being put into the market so um after i did the second second cannabis convention in 2019 i got a lot of opportunities doing consulting gigs and i was making a really good amount of money and um i had just kind of started helping with culture and cannabis which culture and cannabis was um just a quick background on that was founded by my partner jc Coates and mm -hmm. um his partner leilani which is also my partner now and um they founded it as an event company um, to help showcase smaller brands in the Las Vegas market. Um, they produced a monthly event in downtown Las Vegas. Which was super dope. We went to the yes. last one before COVID. Yes, it was amazing. Yes. Like, so much for so many, so many talented people from music to fashion to art to food. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. Amazing dancers, amazing hosts. Thank you. So that was super dope that you guys put that on. I was like, damn, I'm looking forward to the next one. Then fucking COVID came. I know, bro. And it was and like, we, boom. We had so many dope ones planned. But yeah, so they did that month to month. And then I got to meet JC. Um, I, that's kind of a funny story. But like, so JC um, was doing, helped 
um, like take New Leaf, um, the one in, in, in downtown Las Vegas, and then um, the one up in um, Tahoe from medical to recreational, and he was like the director of marketing for two years there. And so he had started this thing called the New Leaf um, event series where he every other week was traveling between Las Vegas and Reno, and he was going up to um, doing these like event series where he'd bring out like four or five brands, food, DJ, and create this experience where people will come in, they would get deals on their cannabis, all this cool stuff. And so um, I, he had a couple people working for him who were like DM, like, yo, like, hey, we'd love for you to come check out this event. Because at that time I was like, like, you know, I was helping lead the charge of the Reno cannabis culture, me and a couple other people. And so I was like, nah, fuck that shit. I ain't going up to Tahoe. <laughs> it, it, he first started in the winter. I was like, fuck that. It's cold. It's yeah. cold. I, you know, my car didn't have four wheel drive. I was like, you know, what am I going to go do? Get some free pizza and hang out with the <laughs> brands that I already see in Reno. Like I have no need to go up there. And so it, if it really wasn't until like he did like three or four of them and then my, and then Brandon with Harmony CBD, he went up there cause we had, we had been selling product to them and he was like, yo man, you got to come up here dude like they do a podcast it's really cool you're gonna meet so many dope people and so i was like fuck it i'll just go and so we go up there we do the first part i do the podcast with him and so it was me Derek guman from vbg at the time which he's now with planet 13 that's director of wholesaler uh brandon and jc and i remember like first thing i see this guy i see this guy wearing like cut up jeans this super oversized white tee and the gary v the new gary v uh dust and i think it's dust and lightning or shoes right we just had dropped them with k-swiss and i remember seeing those shoes like fuck i just i wanted to order them but they sold out and he had had got a pair and at first the first thing i said i was like bro i fucking really like those shoes and thanks and right from there we just instantly hit it off and then we got onto the podcast and it was just like this natural thing between us that we were just continuing to talk. And so I was like, well, this is super dope. And I love this outline. He was like, bro, you want to come up next in two weeks and do this again? I was like, yeah. And I just kept on going up there and I was just continually to be on the podcast. So it was just really a unique experience. And then over time, me and him got to really get to know each other. And then he ended up leaving New Leaf. And then he was like, hey man, I would love to do the podcast with you, like start a podcast. So that's how we got to do the podcast together. And then he was like, you know, would you want to be a partner in this company? And I was like, great. And so we did the monthly events. That was probably end of 2018, beginning of 2019. We did those events and then we got the licensing deal. And here we are today. You guys got flower. You guys got products now that was launched at the end of last year. How was that process? Because I hear a lot of people try to get products in the dispensaries, but people think they can just grow the flower. Like there was times working at Bloom, where you have people come off the street, like, I got some fire-ass yeah. weed in my truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all want to get it? Yeah. I'm like, bro, it don't work like that. Yeah. You can't just do that. Yeah. So how was that? Was that a challenge for you guys? And Yeah, I feel, well, so, like, after doing that first licensing deal with the Reno as fuck, not to, like, not to, like, uh, like, bash revision because like and it's all hindsight 2020 i did everything wrong with that deal like okay. the, like i did all the like literally all the things wrong you could do with licensing deal i did them so i was like <laughs> okay well i know not to do that yeah so i was like i can kind of navigate and so at that time like right before then too i was like exploring the reno as fuck uh licensing deal in the cannabis space which is still something that we definitely want to do um, and so I kind of just understood like what it took. And I just remember like talking with different companies. I remember this one time actually, um, specifically I was meeting with Kind Cannabis and I forget her name, but she was the CEO at the time. And she just really put me on some game. She was just like, yo, this is how it works. 
you know, it's cool you have this dope little sticker brand, whatever, but like at the end of the day, I'm gonna grow weed, I'm gonna put it in a package and it's gonna fucking sell with, with or without your brand essentially. So she's like, you gotta make sure that there's a value. And so she was like, well, you already have a brand and you have a beer that sells. So, you know, the value's there. We just gotta figure out what that looks like. And I remember thinking like, yeah, you're right. Like I can't just come in with like a cool brand and think I'm gonna sell because that's what everyone fucking thinks. Yeah. So it was just the, the value piece. And so culture and cannabis, I didn't have a brand that was deeded, you know, um, rooted deep enough in the cannabis industry to do my own thing so that's why when culture cannabis presented itself i was like yo this makes perfect sense to do a licensing deal and that was the main reason why i got brought on board just because um I, not that like i'm a like professional lawyer or anything or like you know i'm, I'm not a lawyer but I'm, I'm just good at negotiation and reading yeah. contracts and like um that's one thing that i've just excelled at and that's one thing that i do for the for culture and cannabis with every contract that's a huge thing though yeah. Yeah. most people artists get fucked over because of their mm -hmm. contracts yes. so for you to be able to look at something and dissect it and know what's beneficial to you and yours compared to what's just trash is an amazing skill to have. Yeah, yeah, and it, still to this day, you know, it's still uh, you know a learning process. So we do the first, we do the first licensing deal um, and we, you know, it, the cannabis industry is the cannabis industry, right? So there's lots of, you know, I tell people this, like, listen, there's lots of snakes, rats, and vultures in this market. People, oh, yeah. people are looking to fuck you over. People are looking to like, um, you know, eat off your plate essentially and like they don't even want to ask you they don't want they won't even ask you to share they're just going to fucking take what's yours so i knew that going in so um and the issue was we had talked to so many different people and just like the numbers did not make sense in the deals they wanted to give us and so there was this one deal that made a lot of sense on the paper but now looking back i was like maybe it was too good to be true but i was like fuck it this is this is our shot this is our opportunity we just have to get our foot in the door and then if this this is a fuck deal which it ended up being a fuck deal i can i can fix i can at least leverage this into another facility okay and okay. i knew that going in so we did the deal and what I what, like worst case scenario happens. So we do the deal. <laughs> Every order that was sent out was essentially messed up. And we did like 80 orders, all 80 messed up. And what you guys know, like if it's not correct, identical to metric to what's on, on, uh, on what's, so what's on this pre-roll mm -hmm. or on this live resin, you can't accept it. Yep. And so if you're really cool to dispensary, they'll like do some backdoor shit where they're like, hey, just bring me some new metric tags and we'll re-tag <laughs> it. No big deal. We'll change yeah. it, whatever. But now it's like a lot of people, but there's some people are like, nah, fuck you. Like you're going to pay, you're going to pay this distribution fee. The go back <laughs> and then you're gonna have to pay it again for it to get back to my store so uh. i was losing a lot of money that that way and so it ended up not working out fortunately so this is a tale of that like and it, it ended up it ended up working out in the long run but i ended up getting fucked out about thirty thousand dollars with the first deal and it's just like that's just the learning experience yeah. right? right and so it, it's not that like I can't go get that money back. It's just like, do I want to waste my time and resources to sue somebody to do it, right? Because sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes it's, you know, my favorite movie of all time is The Bronx Tale. I don't know if you guys oh, have I seen it. I love that movie. And so Sonny tells C, he says, hey, you know, he's chasing this guy down for 20 bucks. He's chasing this guy down for 20 bucks. And the guy won't give him the $20. And Sonny goes, hey, that's the best $20 you ever spent. You'll never see that person ever again. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I took it. It was just like, yo, I'll never have to worry about these people ever being in my life again. Yeah, um, fucking good reference you use. I was yeah. talking about that yeah, movie seriously. a few weeks ago. I was like, my favorite scene is when they're just driving backwards. Oh uh, <laughs> yes, bro, <laughs> he's just gangster like, shit. He, that is a gangster movie. My, you know, shout out to my dad. My dad made me watch that movie when I was like five years old, and he's you know consistently made me watch it. You know, growing up, and so it's something that I look back on because it's like um, life lessons. Li yeah. So many life lessons, and it's because I 
I sympathize with both the working man and the gangster, right? Because it's kind of like those two people is who I am because my father has always been a working man. He's worked at Nevada Beverage for the past 30 years, clocked in, clocked out every day. He's the guy that no matter he has the flu or fever, whatever, he packs up his lunchbox, ties his fucking work boots, and he goes to fucking work every day. So it's just like that type of mentality is cool, but at the same time, you know, the working man could be a sucker, right? And that's yeah. what he says yeah. in that movie. It's like the working man is a sucker because, you know, you're not... <laughs> Although, like, I don't like to, like, hate on that, but, like, my father is a perfect example. Like, he was able to put food on the table, really good insurance, give me and my sister a better life. But, like, is he truly happy doing that on a daily basis? Mm. No, he's not. He fucking hates it, right? But he does it because he knows that that's going to be, a be put me in a better position with my my family so that I can potentially not have to do that. So, um, it's Compared to the... The hustler. Yes. When to compared to Sonny, who was, you know, just a straight hustler who, you know, and, you know, you, I don't want, it's, the movie's been out since like yeah. 96. <laughs> he ends up dying in that movie, he ends up getting killed just because he made, you know, that's just the way of the, the gangster, right? The way of the hustler. Like, there's, you know, there's only a couple ways to go out, and he went out the, the main way, which is getting shot. Gangster way. That's I, I mean, if you, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So we noticed, of course, we talked about culture and cannabis a little bit. Um, for those of you who don't know culture and cannabis, make sure you guys check them out on IG. They got some dope ass podcasts. What's going on with the podcast? Because you guys actually took one of my favorite podcasts, people away, and now they're working for you. <laughs> who? Um. Oh, Chuck. 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 Yeah. I was really enjoying the morning breakfast. The morning. The dinner. morning dinner. Yeah. yeah, bro. The morning dinner. I fucking tell him all the time. I, you know, for him, Chuck. Chuck's an interesting human being. So Chuck's my Chuck is so there's most people in culture and cannabis. Me, JC, Leilani. Chuck, and then we have two other partners, Dean and Renard. But it, realistically, me, JC, Chuck, and Leilani are the ones that are doing the day-to-day -day operations. And so Chuck is our media guy, and Chuck is a fucking beast. He is. I, he all is, the video footage you guys have is, is amazing. Yo, like, literally, I tell people he's the X factor, because without him, it, culture and cannabis would not be the same. We would not be where we'd be at today. And so um, he had started the morning dinner, but Chuck is an ROI guy. Like he, like he, he loves, he has passions, right? He loves music. He loves art. He loves skateboarding. But at the end of the day for him right now, it's just like his goal is to be, you know, he has goals of where he wants to be in life and that just didn't fit his agenda. You know Makes what I'm sense. saying? And so it's just like, you know, and, and it made me like, oh shit, like I gotta think about shit like that too. Cause sometimes, you know, it's fun to do something or it's a good outlet. And I think that in certain cases that, and you know, Chuck's an extremist in that sense, but the morning dinner, man, what a great fucking podcast. He had a fucking Tony Shea on that podcast. RIP to Tony Shea. But, Rest in peace. Yeah, but he yes. had Tony Shea on that podcast. I mean, you know, it, I truly believe, I told Chuck, I was like, bro, like, can we just bring it back and like, I'll co-host it. Like <laughs> you could direct it. You could get paid for it. I don't care. But like, just like he, um, that him and Keem just really did a really good job. Yeah, with that. they had great chemistry on that show together. Yeah. And I was like, I've been going to her Instagram. I'm like, damn, man, it's nothing new on here. Yeah. And then I go on Culture and Cannabis. Yeah. It's like, oh, there goes Chuck right there. <laughs> so yeah. how how important is it to have a team like that like that you have with you, yourself, Chuck, Leilani, and JC Coates? How how important is it to have a team when you're trying to build something bigger than yourselves? It's the most important like you know i think about it all the time it's like what would it look like if i didn't have chuck what would it look like if i didn't have jc and it would just it wouldn't be 
anywhere near the same. The, you know, the outcomes that we're having right now, the success that we're seeing is due to the fact that we have three all-stars, four all-stars, five, you know, six six all-stars, you know? The whole culture in Canvas scene. Plus, you know, we have a writer, um, Joy, who's fantastic, and we have a couple new writers that we're, we're bringing on staff, and everyone that helps us, man, it's just the, the community is just so important, but that core team to help lead that charge is, is great. And here's the thing, it's like, it's a family, right? So it's like, you're not always gonna see eye to eye with these people. You're gonna have arguments. You're gonna get in heated debates. But at the end of the day, as long as that is because you're going towards an end goal, that's what matters the most. Hmm. And so for us, it's just like, you know, um, it, it's I couldn't, like I can't even fathom the words of how important it is that you get good people around you. Because if you don't have these people around you, then it's hard to get motivated too. Because yes. it's like on days that I'm not feeling it, JC can help me pick up. And days that JC ain't feeling it, I can pick him up. And days that me and JC, me and JC ain't feeling it, Chuck picks us up, right? And so you have all these different people and all these different energies that are able to lead the charge when necessary. And so it's just really cool, man. And I just love, I just love them so much. And I, you know, I can't thank them enough. And enough just because they've created full-time Tony into who, who he is today without them like J I remember JC like the second thing he ever said to me was like bro I saw your Instagram it's cool but you should do way more fucking video content like you're good on camera mm -hmm. dog like why aren't you talking to the camera and it was just like a spark and I was like ever since then I've been fucking talking on camera and that's super dope because I mean I've always told people my biggest um fear is the camera a little bit you know like i had to like kind of figure oh, out you would how be to great manipulate the camera and it's weird because like sometimes the camera hits i'm like oh <laughs> you know <laughs> but um how did food become a part of culture and cannabis with culture and food because i noticed you guys do a lot of food yes you got um rolling smoke Smoke and fire. Smoke and fire. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, two different things. So, culture's food happened was the creation of COVID. So, 2020 hit. COVID March. Uh, it was kind of like the standstill moment. And at that time, that that was like kind of the end of that bad licensing deal okay. relationship. Okay. And so it was kind of this all this thing at once. And it kind of just like was like boom. And then you guys know the cannabis industry essentially stopped for like yeah. two weeks. Everyone was kind of <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> And so I, it gave me like two weeks kind of like to like take a breath just because we had been running so hard up to that point. And like it made me like, you know, I, like one thing that I did is like me and my dad watched the whole Marvel series, the Avengers, the Avengers series. Which <laughs> for was, two weeks. For, two yeah, weeks. <laughs> literally that's all I did. Like I did that. I played some video games. I, you know, we worked on some stuff. But like legitimately it just gave me time to reset. And then when we came back, it was like, all right, well, one, we can't do any fucking events. Like events are off the table for the rest of the year. And it's like, but what can we do? And, you know, um, food has always been something that is a part of our culture. Um, JC's been in hospitality a long time. So is Chuck. I've done a lot of stuff up in Reno as far as restaurants. And so it just made a lot of sense to do a foodie page. And, um, and um, I remember when we did it, it was like literally after that two week period or at Chuck's house where they're just kind of like talking, like kind of like brainstorming. And Chuck's like, Chuck, it was Chuck's idea. Chuck goes, let's just start a foodie. Let's just call something called Culture's Food and let's just start it. And I was like, can we shoot today? He was like, you sure. And I was like, all right, cool. I have, I have a person we can call. So I called Madison. Um, Sailor Beanie from, oh, yes. from, from, from Pizza Stone oh, and, and Normal. normal. Yeah. Okay. So I called her. I was like, yo, are you out today? She was like, yeah, I'm actually at the police station of all places, which was <laughs> ironic. I was like, all right, well, I'm rolling up. Um, I'll trade you my first ever video of Culture's Food for some pizzas. And she's like, done. 
So we go up there, we shoot it. It's terrible. One of the worst episodes <laughs> we ever done. The pizza's obviously great, but we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So we did three episodes of just kind of not knowing what we were doing. And then on the fourth episode, it was like, okay, I understand what we're doing now. And now we have this like structure. And ever since then, it's been honestly like the best top of top of funnel tool that we've used because like we, not that we got our Oklahoma deal from Culture's Food, but it Culture's Food helped solidify our Oklahoma deal because oh. when we reached out to all these different producers out there, one person had saw our Culture's Food video. Okay. And so it was like, wait, you guys also sell weed? This is essentially what the guy said. <laughs> and I, we were like, yeah. And they're like, okay, let's make a deal. And so from you know from that was was that. And so it's just interesting because you it's like you're getting you're picking up on different crowds. And like one of our last videos just popped on YouTube. Like you know our videos get a couple thousand views on YouTube. It does it does a lot better on Facebook because of the sharing aspect. Mm -hmm. um, but we did this one place called Lolo's up in Reno, which is a Filipino spot. And me and JC don't know how to eat Filipino food <laughs> authentically, right? <laughs> and so it, and so like we had it, i think we got like a hundred and twenty thousand views on that video oh, and probably like five you know five thousand comments of people just all talking shit about <laughs> me and jc but because of that episode it really popped off the page and so um it's just been really interesting because like you never know what's what, gonna connect yeah what's when your time is going to hit and so it's just like stay producing because like you might be closer to the gold you know than you think that's awesome because I was super, I saw, I was like, Oklahoma, that's like, how, how did that get here? <laughs> that's such a cool connection. And it's, it's really interesting because, so I've been talking to him about our analytics, our analytics show out of the country. And so I'm always like, how are people out of the country even listening? Nigeria? Was, yeah. <laughs> like 6% of our listeners are from out of the country and it's shouts like out. More, if you're listening right now, yeah, shouts out to you seriously. guys. Seriously. <laughs> so it's awesome. And those connections, it's, you never know what's going to come next, where it's going to take you. Cause you were saying earlier, your part that you're like, you know, that 30,000 and like, it's the best 30,000 I spent to never have to see those people again. Exactly. And so that's awesome like that to look at it that way. And I love that perspective because you go through your rough, you go through your days and you're just like, what the fuck is this? But you take the next day and you're like, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't understand why I or appreciate this. A hundred percent. Yeah. You like nail on the head. Like, you know, it's, you know, you have to, you know, cause here's the deal. Life fucking sucks. Life inherently is not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like responsibilities aren't fun. The way that, you know, just the, our like society is set up is not necessarily the best way to set up a society, right? <laughs> it's all based off of things that don't really matter in the long run. Um, so it's just like, at the end of the day, you make you make your your life right like no one else has power over you rather than yourself and um and i think yes. that's to anybody um in any part of the world right because um i was talking with i had this like really interesting talk like two or three days ago um at this restaurant this persian restaurant i was talking with one of the owners there um they were looking to, for some help on marketing and so it was over there just kind of bullshitting with them talking whatever and he said to me you know he's like have you been on the country before i was like yeah i've been out of the country he's like you know people don't realize how good we have it here in america mm -hmm. i was like what do you mean he was like well dude i've been to a couple places in china and india and dude like kids fist fight 
over a kernel of corn. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Where it's like here in America, like if you're homeless and you're hungry, you can go. There's like so many resources for you to, to get food. And so I just think about it, you know, like life is your perspective and there's people yes. that have it way worse than you that are a hundred times happier than you just because mm -hmm. their outlook on life is a lot more positive. And mm. so just, you know, if you're not happy about something, change it. Like you're yes. the only person that you can change it, right? And if you don't know how to, look it up. The internet <laughs> exists for a reason. Google's out there, Instagram's out there. There's so many resources. Like it doesn't make any sense to me why anyone would want to live an unhappy life. And you know, sometimes you make sacrifices though. Going back to my father is a perfect example. He necessarily didn't want to do that the rest of his life, but he said, you know what? I'm going to stake my plant in the ground. This is going to be good for me and my family. And this is how we're going to get, get ahead. And so sometimes you got to make those decisions. And so it's just like, you know, you always have to outweigh the balances and you always got to make, you know, every decision you make affects the next one. And then, you know, you got always got to be prepared for opportunities to arise. And it pays off for him because look, he raised the awesome son yes. who's becoming a, who's an entrepreneur on himself. You got culture and cannabis, yeah. you got the smoke and fire, yes. which I want to learn a little bit more about how that come about. So smoke and fire, um, is a restaurant here in Las Vegas where we're located. Shout out, shout out. Shout, yeah. We're located on, uh, uh, Pecos and Russell, which is like right near the airport if anyone wants to check it out. Um, so that came about actually through JC, ironically. Um, he was helping this group um, called Hospitality Boulevard on the Strip, and they had they were managing a couple different restaurants on the Strip. So what people don't recognize is that a lot of restaurants, especially in high, like, high rent areas, such as like the Las Vegas Strip, Times mm -hmm. time Square, um, uh, downtown Los Angeles, their rents are ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you're talking thirty to a hundred thousand dollars for some of these places for Jeez. a thousand square feet. And so, a regular restaurant entrepreneur can't necessarily afford that. So, what happens is you have these big conglomerate like investment groups who what they do is is legitimately just find those high traffic spaces and then they they go find a quote unquote management group to come in sometimes they'll bring the idea of the restaurant or they won't, but they bring in everything to run that restaurant and they give them a cut of that. So this group was doing that for this high power group. And so I came on board just to help with some, some marketing stuff. And then, um, and then that was back in 2019, beginning of 2019 when I started doing that. And then just got really like comfortable and close with this group. And then they were opening a restaurant off the strip and they had offered, offered me um like sweat equity essentially to come get involved in the company and be a partner in. and i was like yeah 100 percent, let's do it and so they're like listen you know you're not you're not gonna be you know you're not gonna get paid from this right you're, you maybe you maybe never will get paid right maybe this fails right like there's lots of what ifs but if you're willing to put in the time and work and we all you know and commit this could be a really successful place so that happened january of 2020 we went and looked at the spot i was like yes this is it i definitely want to be involved Sign the paperwork in February, and then COVID hits in March. Ah. <laughs> oh, shit. And so um, it was just honestly like a massive test of resilience, right? Because like I remember like looking at my partners and like um, being like, fuck, what are we going to do? And they're like, we're going to have to do something. Like we got to do something. And so um, I'm like, all right, cool. So like instantaneously it was like, let's like fuck any of the opening plans let's focus on getting sales into the door and so mm -hmm. we started just with grubhub uber eats mm -hmm. postmates just to get people familiar with the spot we're familiar with the food and that and if thank god we didn't just sit thank god we did that and that built up over time and then regulation started opening up from covid and now people can come and dine in and now to the point where um 
you know, a lot of restaurants are having a hard time and I just like knock on, uh, this is glass, like knock on wood <laughs> that are, you know, the restaurant, although it's not like, you know, it's not a million dollar restaurant yet, but it's, it's, it's doing well and it's profitable. It's like sustaining itself. So um, this is going in the right direction. That's okay. the main thing. Yeah. Like I, and it's so crazy. Cause like, yeah, I was there yesterday for the, for the Packers the uh, bucks game, just for the first game. I always got to watch the game at home because I get <laughs> way too crazy for the restaurant. <laughs> I'm cursing and screaming, yelling at the TV. I'm drunk and high. You're like, you can't, I can't be seen at the restaurant like that. So I was there for the first game. And so um, it was like the first time I felt like that restaurant felt like a sports bar. Cause that's what it's meant to be. It's meant mm. to be like a barbecue sports bar. We okay. have, we have 20 TVs in there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. So there's, and we have one, we have a four TV big wall. So it's like, this place is meant to watch sports, sporting events. And so when we were in there yesterday, it was like, it was not, was it, obviously it was packed of 25%. So it was like, <laughs> but it was the energy. Yeah. You could feel yes. the energy in there. Like people were getting loud. People were getting, people were drinking it felt good it was like yes like you know people were talking shit to each other which is like you know you want that in a sports environment because that's what's you know it's all fun and games at yes, the end of the day exactly and so um it was just cool and so like i'm really excited for the future of smoke and fire you guys have to come down i'll have to you treat you guys to a meal down there we'll is get you vegan get, uh, not vegan. I have some vegan stuff. Are you vegan? Yeah, we're plant based. We're vegan. You're plant based. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I was looking at your page, Culture is Food. I was like, oh, all meat, all meat. It looks <laughs> delicious. It looks delicious. It does. Some I of the stuff I'm like, woo. Plant based tacos, which are like, it's oh. just it's just a potato taco. Okay, and, we'll take it. <laughs> and have a Caesar salad. But we, the goal is to get, you know, um, just during COVID, it's, it's been tough, but we definitely are going to add like an Impossible Burger to the menu. Oh, okay, yes. cool. Um, you, you got me sold. I yeah, love burgers. And then and um, we'll probably add a couple other things to the menu that are uh, more plant based. So, but over cool. time, that, no, that's, that's super it's dope. A growing. Do you guys ever break the plant based? Yes. Based? Okay. Yes. I've had lately. I've been eating um, gummy bears that has gelatin in them. Uh, okay. <laughs> I but, have actually a multivitamin that has pork in it, so that's a super. Uh, but do you guys ever eat meat? Um, very rare try, try, try. like a family's house if okay. if it's cooked like my mom she makes some bomb like um crock pot meat like, <sighs> yes. like yeah. mexican style yeah, I know exactly so like a, like a, kind of oh, okay um so i'll like pick at it but okay it's been so long that i've had meat that when i like chew on it or get the flavor i'll get the flavor i'm like that's not what i thought it was gonna taste like <laughs> because my my mouth doesn't it's not new it. again so it's weird well when you guys are ready to break just take a break one day. You guys have to try the blueberry sliders. Oh, the blueberry chicken ooh. sliders. Yes, I think I would like to yeah. try that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a day. We'll, I'll come over here. We'll get super baked and then we'll roll over there and get some food. Or I'll just come over here. I'll bring you guys some to go. <laughs> that We're sounds super great. Down. That sounds great. We're Either super way. Down. Thank you. Thank well, you. Man, we definitely appreciate you coming through, chopping it up with us. Thank you so giving much. Giving us some insight on how you go about, you know, being productive in general. Because like I said, you're definitely an entrepreneur in my eyes. You're killing the game right now. Keep it up. Can't wait to see what culture and food has come. Can't wait to see what culture and cannabis has coming i can't wait to see what you got coming man. You, man you as an individual you're very inspiring we asked one final question on this podcast for yep. every single guest cool. before you end the show if you can send one message to the world what would your message be um so this message actually is, is my go-to um i got this so my, my i graduated from high school and um so my grandfather's brother um his name's ed and he's like he's younger my uh, my my great-grandparents had him like when he my, my grandfather was 20 
Okay. He, this is when they had uh, my uncle. Ed. So he's like closer to my dad's age. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so we were pretty close with him. So like when people say great uncle, they think like this guy, like 90 year old guy, <laughs> he's like 60 years old. So, um, so he wrote me this beautiful card and at the end it said, just remember, do what makes you happy. The rest is all bullshit. And that's mm -hmm. honestly been a quote that's I've, I've carried along. And like, if I can pass that along to anybody else, it's like, you know, don't do things that are fleeting happy. Do things that are sustainable happy. So like, if you're not truly happy or you're never gonna be truly happy with something. If you're not 75% of the time happy with the fuck you're doing, then don't do that thing. Huh. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Do yes. what makes you happy. The rest is the, the rest is all bullshit. So. Cool. Where can they find you at an IG? Shout out your IGs for your culture and cannabis, culture and food for um, smoke and fire and your personal. Um, so you can find me at full time Tony. That's pretty um, like synonymous across all platforms. It's full time Tony with two Y's on Twitter, just because some other guy has full time Tony. Unfortunately, Fuck you guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to buy. It. I'm like literally messaged him like once. I'm like, yo, how much I gotta pay you for this handle, dog? Um, check me out on full time Tony on Instagram. Um, culture and cannabis at culture and cannabis. Culture is food is at culture is food. Um, smoke and fire is um, at smoke and fire LV. Um, and that's and that's pretty much it. Oh, Reno as fuck too. Oh, at Reno as fuck. Check me out on there. But yeah, man, just um, you know, if you if you guys listen, you guys like what I have to say, please shoot me a DM. I love to connect with any any of the more thoughts unfiltered podcast listeners. You guys heard that thought chasers? You heard that from full time Anthony himself. Well, we definitely appreciate y'all turning in, listening, chopping it up with us. Um, a very inspirational podcast that we had on today because. Like I said, my man is killing the game right now. Can I say can I say one thing just about yes. you guys? Yeah. I first of all, I thank you guys for being an outlet in this community. It's so important to let people um, tell their stories and share their stories. And it's so cool that you guys bring so many diverse people onto this podcast. And you guys are so opening and accepting and welcoming. So thank you guys for that. Um, I know this podcast is gonna be one of the biggest podcasts in the game. I can see I it. appreciate I can it. already you. see it. I thank can already you. I appreciate see it. it. You guys gave you guys actually motivate us to keep on going. To to be honest Seriously. you guys motivate us to keep Same. on pushing it Same. so thank you we glad that we can motivate each other for all the thought chasers out there y'all stay positive stay blessed and stay happy yes more thoughts unfiltered is a podcast with real conversations and real people brought to you by the moors with your hosts davion and leilani follow them on instagram at more thoughts unfiltered and to keep up with the latest on the more check out their website more thoughts unfiltered.com <laughs>